Welcome to the Forever Fit Podcast. My name's Samantha, and I'm here to help you stop repeating the same behaviors and learn how to build the habits you need to finally lose the weight, get strong, and uncover your badass self. I'm on a mission to help 10,000 women rewrite their story and shape the next generation. Now let's dive in. Today, guys, we're really just going to be talking a little bit about uh, back pain. So the first thing that we need to understand is how does back pain happen and what causes it and where, like, which different situation are we in? Because once we can figure out what bucket we're in, we can figure out what solution we need, okay? Um, some of you ladies, especially when you're, like, looking online, you're looking at so many different buckets that it doesn't make sense. And you need to understand, and I like to go over this with pain, because pain is very different than, like, trying to lose weight or trying to build muscle. It's like when you see videos, people, are very specific as to who they're talking to. And you need to remember that. So for example, if you watch a bodybuilder and they tell you that they take all of these supplements and that's how they get like super lean, it's going to be very different than watching a physio show you about back pain. It's very different. And so understand the source and who they're trying to talk to before you just start taking the advice blindly. That's my biggest, biggest, biggest tip before we get started. Okay. So this live is going to be tailored basically every to anybody who has compression in their low back. So um, if some chiropractors told you that you have your L5 S1 totally compressed and you have degenerative disc disease and joint disease and all this shit, um, which I'm going to go over in a second. Um, if you have had kids or babies, obviously, and uh, your low back is compressed from that. Um, if you find that when you exercise, your low back is bothering you, or you find that like your muscles like to spaz up. If you've ever had your SI joint slip out of place, um, those things are going to be for you as well. Um, if you're scared to work out because you don't want your back to hurt, this is also going to be for you. The goal of this is that by the end of this, I want you to to feel confident in your movements, know that what you're doing is actually working and also like have a plan or have like some action steps that you can take into place for when you feel like good, when you feel like iffy, and then when you feel like shit. <laughs> okay. Cause I know that happens as well. Now to give you guys a little bit of a background, um, in terms of like, Hey Sam, are you actually qualified to talk about this as you just like put down all these influencers? Yes, I am. So um, not only did I spend multiple years as a chiropractic assistant, actually like setting up people on decompression machines, marking x-rays, uh, doing patient intakes, all that kind of fun stuff. Um, so definitely got like the firsthand experience in terms of like chiropractic care. I've also helped um, different like physios out. I've also helped like I was the personal trainer for the chiro cl clinic as well as for different physios. They refer to us all the time. We have tons of clients who are also on um, plans with us through their physio benefits after they're done physio. I'm qualified to help them after they're done physio. Okay. So like, if you go, you know, you do the little like bendy things and you like, you know, get your elbow worked on and whatever at physio, once you're done there and they want to reintroduce you back to weight training, that's where we come in. Okay. So tons of experience, tons of knowledge, tons of certifications. I know my shit. Um, and so today I'm going to share with you guys all the shit that people on the internet don't want to tell you because then you won't pay the money to do things. And I would rather just help you out. Okay. So the first thing that we're going to talk about is compression. So naturally, just from being alive, you are going to have compression in your back. Now take it from somebody that has a bulge disc in her neck from falling off a rock climbing wall and scoliosis in two different spots in my spine, the middle and the bottom, like the middle and the lumbar spine. Um, and then I also have compression in my low back at the very low back as well. Um, my feet go numb, they go tingling, all of that kind of stuff, which we're going to talk about today. I know how it feels when you go to work out and everything hurts and you feel like you're never going to be able to try anything again. Okay. You're like, I don't want to get hurt. I go to 
work out again. I feel like all this pain again, like it's just a pain in the ass. And for the last six months, I've actually had to dial back my training um, to really make sure that I was taking care of it because it was just getting to the point where it wasn't stable enough. And so like, I also understand the boring phase of this where you're like basically going to like work out and you're like, this is so freaking boring and I want to go back to my workouts. And so I'm going to show you guys how to also like make that a little bit more fun. So the first thing that we're talking about is compression. So when compression happens, um, a lot of the times, like my ladies out there who don't like to drink water, this is going to motivate you a shit ton to drink water. One of the best things that you can do if you have compression or low back pain is drink water in between your spinal cord. And I wish I could like pull it up on here, your spinal cord, you have discs. Okay. Discs are squishy and they make sure that your spine doesn't rub on each other. This is like your, your vertebrae. This is very important because if you're not drinking water, they can shrivel up. Now they can shrivel up either way, but like you really need to make sure that you're keeping those things hydrated. Think of it, your spine is like a water fountain. You really want to make sure that like it's hydrated, okay? This is also why when you go drinking or if you don't drink enough water, you drink a shit ton of coffee, you're going to notice that your joint pain gets worse, okay? So if you guys are someone that has like chronic inflammation, joint pain, things like that, drinking water is super, super important and also making sure that you're properly hydrated. So if you're somebody that's working out multiple times a week, you're doing cardio, all these things, it's probably a good idea to add electrolytes into your water. I just grab them on Amazon. It's like 30 bucks for a container. They're great. I add like a scoop or two per day and it's fantastic. Okay. But I do find even starting my morning, especially, um, I start it with a, a full shaker cup of water with electrolytes and then I will have my coffee. Some of you ladies have like crazy joint pain and you're waking up and downing a coffee and it's wrecked you like it's just not a good idea okay the second thing that we need to understand about compression is that just because you have degenerative joint disease or degenerative disc disease does not mean that you are broken okay a lot of the times when you have back pain shoulder pain knee pain you feel like you are broken and that is not the case okay you are not broken most of us from sitting all day from even just like being on this planet and having gravity pressed down on your head over and over again for a hundred years, like you're going to have compression in your spine. It's one of those things that like, it's pretty damn normal. If you make it to 50 without having some kind of compression, congratulations, you are a freaking unicorn right now. Obviously there's different levels. You got level one, which is like kind of normal level two, which is like things kind of, you know, bother you. And level three is like your disc on disc. There's like no disc, your, your vertebrae is just like grinding. You probably need to get a surgery to like open up the space you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, but most of us fall between that level one and that level two, and then maybe inching towards level three, depending on your weight and your inactivity level, right? Because also if you have extra weight on you, it's going to compress your spine also because you just have, you're just heavier. It is what it is, right? It's like your knees, like you're going to have extra um, weight on your knees. And I'm not talking like, you know, you're, you know, 20, 30, 40% body fat. If you're anywhere between like 40 to like even like 60% body fat, that's probably when you're, you want to look at like making sure that you're reducing it to help your pain level out. Um, and everyone I feel like also has like their own weight. So for example, like if I hit 170, 180, I really feel it in my joints right? Like I really feel it. If I'm around like the 140 to 150 mark, I normally feel my best. So you're going to have like those like ballparks. And I don't like to throw weight out as well, because it really it's all dependent on the person muscle mass, whatever. But I'm just giving you like my experience with that, which is like there is a certain weight. And I've noticed this with quite a few ladies as well, where like you do feel your best in terms of joint pain. So like you that also could be another motivator on top of just wanting to lose weight that can keep you going on those tough days. You're like, you know what, if I actually just keep going, I'm going to feel better. It's going to help my joint pain. Okay. 
Okay. Um, the other thing is, is like from having kids. So guys, when you have a baby, your baby, it's like 30 pounds in front of you. And like your low back is arched to shit. But some of you ladies, even though it's been 10 years or five years or two years, you haven't done the corrective exercises to get your um, back back into alignment. And so what I mean by that is like when you're arched like this and you got like, a, am just gonna call it a bowling ball, but like a bowling ball in front of you for a few months, like quite a few months, every single day, um, it's going to change your posture. And you've got to do the work on like actually realigning your posture and making sure you're tucking your hips and doing these pelvic tucks. Because a lot of the times, especially if you've had like two or three pregnancies, you're going to notice that like, you might have to get, you know, cortisone injections, you might have to get whatever I know, Ash actually had to get cortisone, I think it was cortisone, you know, whatever cortisol injections. Let me know if I'm wrong, Ash, if you watch this. Um, in her back with Scarlett, I believe, um, because her back was so bad because of the nerve compression. And when we're looking at compression, 90% of your nerve is not like the pain sensors, it's the 10%. So if you have like, you could have had low back pain for like, not low back pain, but low back issues for a while. And then you did something and it just happened to tweak that nerve. And now you're in excruciating pain. So the odds that like you fell and now your back hurts, it's very, very low with compression, because it's something that builds up over time. So it's not something that just like, oh, I slipped and then I fell and now, like now my back's wrecked. No, 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 no your back was already wrecked. It's just now you slipped and fell. And now you pissed off the 10% of the nerves that control pain, right? So now you're feeling it with this as well. You're going to notice that when you have like sciatica, this is also uh, compression. So when you get the like the zings down your leg, your toes go numb. Um, when you get like your calf cramps, you get your hamstring goes weird, you get muscle weakness. A lot of the times that's going to be from uh, low back pain or from compression. If you think about it with your spine, as soon as you get to your low back, the nerves just drop down into your legs. So you're going to get random shit because like, it just depends on what it's pressing on, right? It just depends on what it's pressing on. Like if I sit like the way that I'm sitting, which honestly, I'm sitting like a jerk right now with like my ankles crossed and like my leg over, but it's been a long day of sitting. I'm going to notice that later, like my toe might be kind of numb, right? But then like my, my calf might get kind of tight or like my hip might be kind of weird. And so like, there's so many different things. And that's not even including like, you know, if you have SI joint stuff, like if your SI joint slips, it's honestly, if you guys ever look up your SI joint, it's such a stupid joint. It literally is like a plate that just sits on top of like your pelvis. So the thing is, is like, if you don't have core stability, and you don't have core strength, and your glutes are super weak, the odds of it shifting, it's like such a terrible design. It's honestly the stupidest thing ever. But it just shifts and then it hits that nerve and it like pisses things off. And then you have like those pain symptoms, right? And then after a while, most of the time, it's going to correct itself. It's just normally we get impatient, and then we'll go to the chiropractor, right? Because we're just like, fuck it, I just don't want to deal with this anymore. My lower back feels like it's grinding when I do certain workouts since having my second kit. Yeah, so your thing is definitely a posture thing, Carly. So do pelvic tucks. I'll actually get up and show you guys what a pelvic tuck looks like after um, once we get into it. But um, a lot of the times it is exercise based that you're going to notice it because you're loading the movement. So for example, you guys will never really see me doing back squats anymore. Because it's like loading, it's like loading up a two by four that's cracked in half, right? My spine's all like bendy. So like, why would I load that? It's just not a good idea. Um, so with like compression, you're going to find like the trap bar is a great um, exercise to do. Um, someone said like, does stretching exercise for back pain? Yeah, you can do that. Like stretching is going to help relieve the tension, right? So for example, like 
I would say like, if you're in like a lot of pain, probably like icing and just like relaxing is fine. Once that like sharp shooting pain goes away and you're like in a yellow, then I would say like probably go into like stretching, go into walks, go into movement, go into water. Also, like I know there's not like a ton of evidence of like eating certain foods is going to improve your inflammation, but like honestly, reducing your alcohol intake is huge. Um, And also your sugar intake. Like if you guys have joint pain and you're just like eating mounds and mounds of sugar, like you got to like rethink that. Like, honestly, I know that's not something that, you know, I can sit here and probably send, I'm sure there's a paper somewhere. I don't actually have a research like on that, but I can't tell you how many people just by reducing those two things, it's helped so much. You can still have it in moderation. I'm just saying like, you know, don't start your, like, don't eat everything. Like, you know, anyways, you guys see what I'm saying. So stretching can definitely help. Uh, the thing with stretching, so back with our back and same with like any joint. Um, and I'm going to address yours too, Carly. I'm going to go into some exercises and stuff and why that happens, but I'm going to touch on this first. So when you guys like have back pain and you're like really struggling with back pain, um, a lot of the times we want to fix that area. So like my knee hurts, so I need to fix my knee. Your knee is a very stupid joint. It tends to follow what your hamstrings, your calves, your quads, all these things do. Your low back is not is very similar. So your low back is going to be like your spine. But the thing is, is like we need to figure out why your low back needs to do the work. So stretching is going to help you loosen things up and feel a little bit better but then we need to stabilize. So if you guys have ever heard mobility and stability, mobility is movement. Mobility is getting things like going. For example, if your shoulders like all crammed over and you're like, it's grinding me, stabilizing that position is a terrible idea. So I need to mobilize it. I need to get it open. I need to make sure that things are feeling good, that I actually have the space that I need. So that's where like stretching or uh, mobility work, like dynamic movements and stuff like cat cow, Cobra is really great depending on the person. I find that's a hit and miss, you know, hamstring stretches, things like that. Those are great, right? But then we get into stability work, which is that we want to keep that where that is. So the, the problem that most people run into with the chiropractor or with physio is that with the chiropractor, you go to the chiropractor, but then you're not stabilizing the position afterwards. So because you don't have any muscle mass, which is then keeping things where they need to stay, then it just kind of like falls apart. And then you have to go back because you turn a certain way and you throw out your back or whatever. This is why muscle is so important. And this is why you also, if you find a chiro, like I'll just be, I'll just be totally um, biased. So our studio is right behind Iafredi Cairo. So I went in there and honestly, I love him. Like he's amazing. Elio is amazing. His wife's great. And they're very much based on like strength training and Cairo. It's like, in a, it's a, it's a, a combination approach. Um, so like, I really appreciate people and wherever you are that have a combination of like, they know that Cairo isn't the only thing that's going to help them. Um, it might be the starting spot, but then they can like transition into, um, and physio is great too, but physio is going to be like, this is where people get screwed up with physio and back pain and like things physio is helping you with the little tiny movement. So what I mean by that is if you mess up your knee, your ACL and you're like your knee and like, you know, whatever part you like messed it up, your MCL, whatever, those ligaments are going to be way less strong than your muscles. So you might be able to squat 200 pounds, but your knee might only be able to squat like 60% of that. So you keep getting injured, right? So like whenever you get injured, a lot of the times it's looking at like this part of this is like weak. So for example, with your low back, you're like, oh, my low back is weak then. No, 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 no. The problem is, is that whatever you're doing, either it's a form and technique issue, which is then causing other muscles to compensate and jump in to help. Think of like the friend's pivot couch. You know what I mean? It's like, you're trying to move a couch, but you're not really strong enough. So you're like, hey, come here. And like, you get a friend to help you rather than being able to move the couch by yourself. We want your glutes and your core to be able to move the couch by itself. So otherwise the back comes in and then you get back pain. And I will say like low back, 
back pain isn't always a bad thing. Like if you go do a deadlift, like a, like a, an actual deadlift, I'm not talking stiff leg deadlifts where like you bend over and you're like, Oh my God, my back hurts. That's probably you doing it wrong. But like an actual deadlift, your low back is going to get stronger, which means that those muscles might be sore, which means that like you might be uncomfortable because like it might be sore. I don't like when my low back is uncomfortable and sore, but like that is part of the movement that's not necessarily a bad thing. And like, we do want to strengthen that and it does get better over time. Right. But like the thing is, is that you really still want to work on your glute strength and your core strength. And so using appropriate form and technique and also weight is going to make sure that the weight stays in those areas. So for example, if you do a workout, you just find a random workout online, you're like, I'm going to work my glutes. So then it says squats, you put a bar on your back and you start squatting, but you have compression in your low back and your legs are all like jacked up you're going to notice that your back hurts more than your glutes. It's because you didn't have the strength in order to do the movement. Maybe the engagement was off in certain spots, all that kind of stuff. Right. And so this is why I have some kind of issues sometimes with like workouts online because they're great. And like, I love that you're doing them, but you might be three or four steps before that workout. So like, if you just jumped on my page and you did a workout that I did, but you have low back pain, you've had two kids, right? Your back is grinding during exercises. You're not going to feel confident doing my workout because I've already done the work that you haven't done yet, right? So when you look at all these shredded people and you're like, I'm going to go do their workout, they might've already done the foundations. And so now they're at a spot where they don't have to do that. And some people can teach that and some people can't. I'll be straight on. Like I've been on so many programs where I'm like, hey, my back hurts. And they're like, oh, like whatever. Like, yeah, just make sure like you don't do that exercise. And I'm like, okay, cool. But like, what am I doing instead to fix this, right? So there's a certain point where like you're skipping exercises, but there's a point where you need to fix the problem. And so like when you've had kids, so for example, like when I, um, it feels like I'm, when it's grinding, when I do certain exercises, one, which ones do they grind with? And I'll help you out. And then after your second kid, for sure. And so you're going to notice that like, so how you can tell, and also this is a great way to, for your progress photos. This is such a, like a vanity thing. Sorry guys. Um, as we're talking about like this serious topic, but when you take your progress photos, if you feel like nothing's changing and your butt is way out and your stomach is like kind of hanging down it's a very good sign that you have lordosis, which is basically just like, I call it the JLO, which is when your butt's popping out. And a lot of the times, like as soon as you tuck your pelvis in and you take like the proper photo and you have proper alignment, you're gonna be like, oh, I see so much more progress because your stomach isn't just hanging down. So I'm gonna show you guys on this live stream what a pelvic tilt looks like. This can be really funny. Um, I've kind of been posting up in my kitchen because I'm sick of being in my office. So just like bear with me, okay? Right now, this is what lordosis look, looks like. Hopefully I can see it on both. So you're basically like this. Okay, so see how your stomach would be down, your butt's up. This is really hard to get glute engagement because your low back's gonna wanna do all the work. So what we need to do is squeeze our abs and our bum. You're gonna tuck underneath and see how already, like honestly, my butt gets bigger, my stomach is flatter, and obviously I'm also in a baggy t-shirt, but you know what I mean? This is where we wanna start. So before I squat, I'm going to, like if I'm here, even like if I sit naturally, guys, because I did legs the other day, my hamstrings are tight. See how like my butt just like goes up? So we want to tuck and then squat. Okay. And that's how we stabilize things. Now, obviously not all of us can hold that position. That often, that often means that we have work to do. We might have to do some engagement exercises, things like that. You might have to stretch some stuff. A lot of our calves are tight. Hamstrings are tight, which like also if your hamstrings are tight can also pull into the low back, right? So there's so many different things that can be like pulling and pushing. And this is why it's like super appropriate that like, if you have pain to actually like figure out what's going on first, because there's no way you can load pain. So drop that down below guys don't load pain right like if your knee hurts we don't want to add more weight if your back hurts we don't want to add more weight we want to make sure that we're fixing the problem and we can still use a little bit of weight but you really want to make sure that you're fixing the problem first before you just jump in because that's how you get injured 
Perfect example. I was deadlifting and I put 205 pounds on the bar and uh, I thought I was putting on like 180. Now me being silly was like, I'm going to lift this, but I was like, kind of like half-assing it for like a warm up because I was super tired. I woke up, I literally had it. Like, I think I had an energy drink. Then I went to the gym and I just bumper plates like look the same, but like the number on it's different. And so like, I happened to put 25s on instead of a 10 and I picked it up and I felt my whole back just like rip on the way up. And I was like, Oh my God. I was like, I'm not going to be able to walk for like days. Like I screwed up. And then I dropped the weight and instantly my back like seized up because it wants to keep it safe. And I literally had ripped like my entire SI joint. It was awful. This was only a few months ago. So like for the last few months, like, no, I haven't been like doing deadlifts and I haven't been doing like super heavy weights and whatever, because I've been really making sure that I built up my strength stability. I actually strengthened a bit of my low back. Um, now most of this was a form and technique error, but like if I had gone back in, like I tried to do lunges the next week and I couldn't load my one leg because it kept flaring up. So instead of just like powering through it, I stepped back. I went and did some glute bridges. I let it heal a little bit more. Um, I did some like stretching. I just made sure I was super mobile. And like, honestly, I will never make that mistake again. Right. And like, so now whenever I go to my workouts, you guys will see I do the band work and then I like make sure I do a proper warm up. And like, I know it's boring, but the thing is, is like, what also sucks is being out of momentum and being out of momentum is like basically hurting yourself and getting injuries. Right. Because then your mindset gets all weird. Then you can't work out and then you hate your workouts. Then you're like, ugh, like, and then like you get out of momentum. Right. And so, like, with you ladies, especially when you're first getting started, you don't want to get out of momentum. You want to be able to keep going. And so, having workouts that actually set you up for success is how you're going to be able to do that so that you can keep doing things ongoing. Does this make sense? Does this make sense? Okay. With uh, solutions. So, what do we do to fix this? So, the first things first, do a warm up, please and thank you. Okay. Do a damn warm, warm up. Like when you see warm up and you see band walks and glute bridges and you see like your stupid ab exercises and you're walking, go do the warm up. I know we don't have time, but like, what's the point of going through a workout if it's like not effective, right? Like effective and efficient is the goal. If you're like, Hey, Sam, Rachel, Ash, Steph, like Brie, you know, whenever I do this workout, as soon as I do my warm up and stuff, like I just like don't have time to do the whole thing. Honestly, I will tell you to do your warm up faster and you're just probably wasting time because you only get an hour a day and you just want to chill. So I'll be like, speed up your warm up. Like you can definitely still do it a little bit faster. It does not have to, it takes me two to three minutes max. Okay. The second thing is, is like, make sure you're drinking water. So like at this point, I'm not going to lie. One of the other reasons why I don't drink as much is because my neck would kill. My neck would kill. My low back would kill. My mid back would kill. And it just like, wasn't worth it anymore. So I really just focus on drinking water and hydrating and making sure that's good. Um, the other thing is stress. So outside of like all the things we talked about technically today, stress guys, I will tell you right now that when I hold on to stress, my back kills, kills night and day difference. I'm talking, I used to go to the chiropractor three to four times a week because I could not function tight, stressful, hurting, moving, shifting. Okay. Now I don't go at all. Like I probably should go a little bit cause I got like a pretty messed up spine, but like I don't go at all, maybe like once a month. And it's mostly because I like changed my diet. I changed the way that I like look at like alcohol, especially I drink a lot of water, my stress levels. I've been able to manage my stress levels because again, I like, this sounds crazy, but it goes into everything. How you do one thing is how you do everything because I'm not people pleasing and overextending myself. And I'm saying no to things and I'm making sure that I have time to decompress. I'm able to handle my plate better. And I'm also able to delegate so that I can take care of myself so that I'm not run out all the time. 
right? Like tonight, I'm definitely going to go through some entries. It's probably going to be a late night. Like I'll probably be working till like nine or 10 o'clock at night. But like the thing is, is like tomorrow, if I'm working till 10 to 11, I will then get up a little bit uh, later. Like I know I have the flexibility to do that. I'm grateful for that. But I'm also saying that like I'm making time elsewhere. And if I couldn't get up earlier tomorrow, then what I would do is I'd probably still go to bed a little bit like earlier today. And then I would do some of my work tomorrow morning and get up a little bit earlier so that I have time tonight to go have like an Epsom salt bath, for example, or to get a workout in or to like make sure that I can eat dinner right like not eating isn't a thing anymore not like going to the gym isn't a thing anymore like it's not it's just not something it's not the way that I live my life and it's a choice right and so like when all of these painful things happen and like this um, past year when I was literally on the couch like I could not move like my allergies and my vitamin D deficiency was so high that like I could not move it made me refocus. And so either you keep living with your pain and you keep going with it, or you decide that like enough is enough and you have to change. Like whenever you're getting these red light signals from your body, it's telling you that something isn't working, right? And so if you guys have been struggling for a long time, it's probably because you refuse to listen to these signals. And it's telling you that you cannot operate at the level that you're trying to operate at right now. And so in my opinion, the way that I fixed it was that I upgraded my software right? I got stronger. I started focusing on my water. I started focusing on eating cleaner. I started making sure that I was moving and then I was able to handle everything else. Right. And so that was very, very helpful. Um, and then, so in terms of solutions, in terms of like technical things that you guys can do for your low back, honestly, those things are very, very helpful. And that was a game changer without me even doing anything. Um, next thing is pelvic tilts. So if you're, you got the JLo going, right? Cause our low back's trying to be protected. Let's tuck that underneath. So we're going to squeeze our bum, squeeze our abs, do it when you're doing dishes, do it when you're walking around, do it when you're going upstairs. If you guys are not feeling your legs, when you're walking up and down stairs, you're doing something wrong. Okay. Like every time I walk up the stairs, I feel my butt. Every time I walk down the stairs, I feel my butt, right? Like you should be feeling these muscles. A really great way of like how I like to explain it is like, if I told you to run to Tim Hortons and back, you would be able to do it. And then you'd probably be like, Oh my God, my knee, my hip. Or like, if you guys have ever ran, like after the winter spring comes, you're like, I'm going to go for a run. And then you run, you're like, Oh my God, all my joints feel like death. You could still do the run, but your muscles were not engaged the way that they needed to be right? Compared to somebody that's actually like built up their muscles and they have proper engagement and they're stretching and they're doing these things, they go for a run, their joints don't hurt, right? And I thought that was just normal. It's not. If your joints hurt, that's normally when you should stop for a run, right? So it's like understanding how far you can go. Some of you guys might be five minutes, some might be 10, some might you come back and then you feel it after, but it's like, that's something to look at. Um, and so, yeah. And so like the second thing is, is like, you know, making sure that you're doing exercises that are appropriate. Um, and so for example, if you have low back pain, you know, pelvic tilts are really great doing actual engagement, doing the warm up is going to be very, very helpful. Um, and then also making sure that you are just like, loading appropriately, I would say, but also making sure your form and technique is correct. I have ladies that have been on our program for two years and I've told them every single goddamn week to send in form videos. And they finally did two years later. And they're like, Oh my God, I can't believe I didn't do this earlier. And I was like, I know. And they would have seen so much more results. They would have been able to lift heavier because like, think about it. If you're like this, so say like your whole body's like this, right? And then you go to do a squat at a certain point, this position can only lift so much, right? But if we tilt this this way, well, if you're on this screen, it looks like I'm tilting, but I'm going back to normal. But on this one, I'm normal. So normal, my hips are in proper alignment, my core is engaged, I'm going to be able to squat way more weight in a way more structurally sound position, right? So it's it's not a big deal if you're at your desk all day like this, but we can't load this position, we have to get us back to this, 
to then load that position in order for one not to stay that way, but also so that we don't get hurt. Because again, if your shoulder's like this and you're doing bench press and you're like, oh my God, my shoulder hurts. No shit, right? Like there's only so much weight you can lift before this is going to be like, what are you doing? Does this make sense? This is helpful. Okay. So posture, pelvic tucks, water, nutrition, very, very important for joint pain. I don't care what anyone says. You know, you can do all the exercises in the world. If you're holding all your stress and you're super tense, it's going to be very hard to do that. Also, guys, under eating is a stress on your body. Working out, although a good thing, is a stress on your body. Yeah, on top of emotional and mental stress, there's also physical stress. And think of it as like a pylon and there's rings and you're putting the rings over top of it. So if you guys got like trauma, then you got physical pain, then you got mental, then you got emotional, then you got all the shit. It's just going to keep stacking. Eventually, you got to take some of the rings off or you're going to be in a lot of pain. Okay, it's a lot of tension. Any other questions before we go for today? I think that's the, the really good place to start for a lot of you is those pelvic tucks, squeezing your abs, squeezing your bum, actually learning what feeling your abs feels like, um, making sure that you're stretching or doing that warm up uh, to start off with. So stretch your hamstrings, stretch your hip flexors. That's a big one. A lot of the times the hip flexors are super tight from sitting. So we need to elongate those. That's why when you do lunges, that back leg pulls so much because your hip flexors are tight right? And then also making sure we do some cat cows, maybe things like that. So we talked about stress, water, food. Second thing we talked about was our warm up. So we have the cat cows, we got the hamstrings and hip flexor stretches. Uh, then we want to get into engagement. So the third thing is engagement. So we want to make sure that our glutes are engaged. So before we start our workouts, can we feel our bum? Can we feel our abs, right? Or do we feel the muscles we're about to work? Yeah. And I think those three things along with the pelvic tucks, really big game changer to start off with right? Like other than like me being like, Hey, here's a low back program. That's pretty much where I would start because anything you do after that, you're going to have a higher success chance or like higher rate of success in being able to complete those movements because you've primed yourself before you started. Okay. So then you can do your workouts and whatever, um, and kind of go from there. And then that's going to actually help you lose more weight, build more muscle, feel better. Um, and the reason being is that like, in my personal opinion, when you have pain, you need to deal with your pain first and then you can get into like building muscle, burning fat, doing the thing. You can still like lose weight while you're dealing with this because nutrition is the primary focus for that. So keep focusing on your nutrition. Your workouts are tailored to like how you move. And then basically like you just keep progressing those. So that's really like how we do things, right? Like your workouts are normally progressed like we figure out how you're moving first. Most of the time, like we'll try and get form videos and stuff doesn't always work. Um, and then your nutrition is like really like your weight loss and your fueling your muscle building or whatever your phase is. And then the workouts are based on how you move. And we just progress those and make sure that it's still tailored for fat loss and muscle gain. But a lot of the times it's also to make sure that your pain's in a good spot, your stability is good, all that kind of thing. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Any questions before we go today, guys? Was this helpful? Did this give you the information that you needed so that you don't make shitty choices when you look online? That's the biggest thing, <laughs> to be honest. And like, same, there's so much crap out there now too. And everyone's just trying to get like their two seconds of fame. It drives me nuts. But yeah, just want to make sure that there's anything. Okay, cool. Very helpful. Okay, cool. Yeah. And um, Carly, like message me if there's any exercises specifically that you're like struggling with. And then I'll show you some variations for those as well. That's fine. Yeah. If it feels like it's grinding again, pelvic tucks are huge. And then just trying to like get into the into more stability, but it really just depends on where you're at. That's like the baseline starting. And then like we kind of build up from there. So that's like baseline right? And then there's like different levels. So you might be at a different level. But again, because this is a, a live stream, I just want to make sure it helps the most amount of people. So all right, guys, have the best night ever. Appreciate you. Thank you for checking in for those of you guys that did. Heck yes, I love it. Checking day is literally our favorite. I'm um, just saying. And uh, yeah, I hope you have the best night ever.
Thank you so much for listening. If you found value in today's episode, it would mean the world to me if you would screenshot and tag Samantha Mills Fitness on Instagram or leave us a review down below. If you'd like to go further in your weight loss journey with us, head over to my Instagram bio and fill out an application to get started. We'll see you in the next episode and I hope you have the best freaking day ever.